0: likely no one ever asked you for a business plan, so why make one? What if I told you that a solid business plan can actually help protect your business from subpar entrepreneurship industry professionals? Well, that's what we're exploring today, so let's get into it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneurial journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hey there, this is Ruthie, and welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I have so much to say about today's topic, so we're just going to jump right into it. So, we're talking about how a business plan can protect your coaching or consulting business. I had way more to say about this than I thought. So, you know, it really stems, I think, from the fact that most of us don't make a business plan and i think part of this is because the idea of the bootstrapped entrepreneur is highly romanticized hell it was my story at one point and it reframes business ownership as highly accessible especially for businesses that don't need equipment offices or anything except a computer and an internet connection so why in the world would a business plan actually be needed and think about it if you're a coach or you're a consultant We have, you know, we've all seen that image of the white woman with the laptop in her lap on the beach in that like cabana chair, right? Like we've all seen that image. If you say that you haven't seen it, like I'm going to have to send it to you. Let me know if you haven't seen it and I'll send you one because there's like 50 million to choose from, but yeah why would a business plan be needed for that? And in order to really answer that question, we got to look at what a business plan even includes. So I feel like at its very basis, and there are a lot of different things that one can put in a business plan, especially depending on the type of business you have. But, you know, some basic things, an executive summary, products and services that you're going to offer, the marketing strategy and analysis, financial planning, and your budget are all very basic, like the very basics of a business plan. And if you're in the United States or if you have access to um, our resources, the Small Business Administration, the SBA, has some examples and explanations on their website as well that I also really liked. But why don't we create business plans as you know, coaching consulting businesses, as businesses in the entrepreneurship industry? Why don't we create business plans? And I think largely it's this concept of the everyman entrepreneur that's pushed on us. It draws people into this fantasy that you can see extreme success on very little investment. And creating a business plan is effort. Creating a business plan is a serious investment, which actually breaks that fantasy. And so investment can be money or time or effort, but once you've ingested this blue pill of the, you know, the every person entrepreneur, you're led down the path of a thousand expenses that come with being a coach or a consultant. Expenses what, what are you talking about, Ruthie? Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. The expenses you didn't see coming, right? You have a variety of software expenses, right? Some needed, maybe some not, that maybe you should cancel. The entrepreneurship industry includes a whole subgroup of software as a service businesses who specifically target coaches and consultants. Example, I keep seeing ads for a company called Passion Dan, I think, and they make apps just for coaches, you know, but whatever, I, I keep ignoring it and it keeps popping up. You know, probably because they've identified me as a, you know, as a serious target based on my profile, right, my metadata and whatnot. But an app is just not in my business plan. So I'm not getting it. But that's not true for a lot of coaches, especially with the prices that they're charging, because it looks very affordable. But, you know, plenty of coaches and consultants play their part in feeding off of other, you know, uh, entrepreneurs or other coaches and consultants, you know, and where it gets really meta are the coaches and consultants who target coaches and consultants. And you can learn more about that uh, in episode 215. It's the coachception phenomenon within the cult coaching collection from this podcast. So definitely check that out. That's episode 215. But there are also a lot of software as a service businesses who consider coaches and consultants as a part of their target market, just not the only part. So as a coach or a consultant, you get targeted by a lot of companies including service providers who specifically target coaches and consultants, right? Like in a lot of the coaching Facebook groups, if you don't see just coaches and consultants, you see somebody who's like, oh, you know, a coach will get up and say, oh, I think I need help with social media. And then they get like 150 friend requests and 200 DMs of people who are like, I work only with coaches and consultants, right? Like that's super specific. And you know, it makes sense for you as a coach or consultant to hire, hire some admin help once some steam is built and you can do that usually in a way that fits even a pretty uh, marginal budget. But many of these service providers will talk a coach or a consultant into making a blatantly risky investment without a true understanding of their prospect's business. And an easy example of that I'll give you is funnels. If people are out here selling funnels to coaches and consultants, I only work with coaches and consultants, again, right, making it sound specific, but it's really not. They only work with coaches and consultants and they make funnels, and they feel like everybody needs a funnel, right? You always need a funnel. But if you can't sell your offer off of a Google Doc, then you will not sell it with a fancy funnel. So uh, a business friend of mine, Jorge Vasquez, he's he's very awesome uh, business coach and service provider. And he said something to the equivalent of I'm just not an exact quote, but this is the sentiment that I extracted from it. He said, Shit is still shit, even if you put rainbow sprinkles on it, except now it's just colorful, right? So if you can't sell your offer off of a Google Doc, if I can't read what you've written on a Google Doc and be like, holy crap, yeah, I absolutely need this. Then you putting it into a fancy funnel is not also going to sell for you. And that's what happens when people sell funnels to businesses that just aren't ready. And so another expense you might want to consider is that there are likely like books at a minimum, books that you might want or certifications that you may need, as well as like paid networking opportunities or membership groups that you want to be a part of to meet new prospects. But on the flip side of that, there are many of these that aren't even worth the money at all. So just, you know, your business, your business finances can die a death by a thousand cuts because you did not plan For these expenses through you know as part of your process of creating a business plan so you don't know about these expenses because you never created a business plan so you never asked yourself any of these questions so i'm going to share with you my three reasons that i think a business plan helps protect your coaching or consulting business so first a solid business plan can give you confidence in your ability to make business decisions part of the reason that predatory professionals in the entrepreneurship industry are able to take advantage of us is because they're taking advantage of what we believe we don't know or what we believe we can't know. But if you never went through the process of creating a thorough business plan, how do you know that you can't know? Right? How do you know that you can't know? So the work you'll need to do to fill out your business plan will have you diving deep into all of the areas of your business and it will actually give you confidence in your decisions because you will have done thorough research. The process of putting together a, a great business plan is an exercise that blends critical and creative thinking plus your data analysis. There are parts of a business plan that asks for in-depth market research as well as financial projections. If certain areas can't be answered with any type of depth, I hate to say it, but are you ready to actually run this business if you can't do that? And I guess I don't hate to say it. You know, I'm all about hard pills to swallow lately. So (laughs) if you can't do a good, solid business plan to at least help you figure out what it is you don't know you don't know, so it becomes something you know you don't know, then you're probably not ready to run an actual business. All right, so reason two, what if you need or want capital? You should definitely make plans to get your hands on some capital, even if that's through months of saving. Okay, like so you're still working a job or whatever it is, and you're saving, saving, saving to prepare for the time when you will quit your job. How will you know when to quit your job? Your business plan will tell you when you have enough money for a certain amount of time based on your financial projections. So you don't have to go Google how many months of savings should I have saved up? And then the person says, you need to have three months. You need to have six months. You need to have 12 months. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is do your financial projections for your business plan. Maybe sign up with like score.org or another, maybe a state or local level organization that offers free business and entrepreneurship consulting and mentorship and get them to look over your business plan. Yes, there are free resources for you. Have them look over your business plan, find out if your projections you know, are too conservative or if your projections are too liberal. That is, that is something that you can actually do. And so the reason why you'd wanna do this is that when a business doesn't make an effort to acquire capital, as a foundation to help them build, they have a very much a fly by the seat of their pants mentality. Their business tends to be week to week or, or month to month at best. If you have capital, you can invest your resources into things that will help you build a healthy business. And because that capital will be gained through your business plan, but you know because of your business plan, that's why you're seeking the capital. Again, that helps you spend in a very smart way and invest in a very smart way. Capital comes in many ways, including lines of credit, loans, credit cards, grants, savings, crowdfunding. Capital comes in a lot of ways. And in order to get some of these, a coach or consultant would have to submit some type of business plan or at least justify how the funds will be spent. So another question that kind of dovetails on this a little bit is how often do business coaches and business consultants ask for a business plan? Shoot me a DM, let me know. But in my case, only once in all of the programs I've joined, right, as a business, like I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, help me with my business, once in all of the programs I've joined has an organization asked me for my business plan. And that organization helps people acquire capital. No other marketing, sales, or business, uh, coach or consultant, uh, service provider has ever asked me for my business plan. Of course, then that you know makes you wonder what does a good coaching or consulting business plan look like? And that is a question that I'm hoping to answer in a future podcast episode. But also, without capital and without a well-researched plan, we lead into my third point, right? Because a coach or a consultant is very vulnerable to FOMO and scarcity mindset when they don't have capital, i.e. money, and when they don't have a well-researched plan. Except the scarcity mindset is actually justified Because you have no money. Yes, I said it, right? So I I don't care how many sales calls you've been on where they're like, oh, it sounds like you've got a scarcity mindset. Bitch, of course I've got scarcity mindset because I have no fucking money. (laughs) So when you have no capital, no savings, and you have no plans, you are vulnerable to being jerked around. You're vulnerable to manipulation because you've got nothing in your brain about it. So other people, it leaves room for other people to put stuff in your mind, right? Because you don't have something there. You're uncertain. And so you are vulnerable to the entrepreneurship industry's predatory practices. And you wanna learn about more about entrepreneurship industry, check out episode 225 to learn more about the entrepreneurship industry, right? And then episode 227 talks about how entrepreneurship has been marketed to become a socially attractive identity. That one's also really important. But yeah, you become very easy prey for the entrepreneurship industry because you have no capital, because you have no plan. Income claim marketing is more likely to work on you. Your big dreams are tinged with a flavor of desperation that you can't even taste because it's always been there since day one. That desperation was there, and you don't know how to think any differently except in this haze of, I need to make ends meet. I need this money. I need this 90-day, $10,000 plan to work. You don't know what it feels like to not be there because you've always been there. So you don't know, but these, these entrepreneurship industry folks, us, they sniff it out like blood in the water. And this leads to very hopeful but misguided investments for things that you don't need or are out of sequence for your business. Instead of treating your business funds like a sacred energetic resource, which they are, you spend recklessly. You fall prey to the fallacies inherent in the every person entrepreneur belief that you must behave as if you've already achieved your goals. And for entrepreneurship industry people, that means they want you to spend as if you've already achieved your goals. Are you with me? Are you with me? They want you to spend as if you've already achieved your goals. However, what is needed at various stages of a business, it's all different. If I spend my time trying to behave like a billion dollar business, I will likely pass on the opportunities needed to get me to my first million, my first 10 million, my first 500 million, my first $750 million. Business growth is cumulative. And let's get woo for a second because the entrepreneurship industry got woo first when they did this whole, you know, you've got to bring future you into your present, right? Because this is some weird perversion of the law of attraction. The idea is that if you behave, and of course, remember, the entrepreneurship industry is if you spend, but the idea is that if you behave as if you've already achieved your goals, you will manifest the future into the present. But depending on how grand your goals are, depending on your starting point, it may take time for the machinations of the universe to twist and turn to attract what it is you're manifesting. You have to be open-minded to receive the blessings that come from law of attraction because they come often, they come in ways you wouldn't expect. They come in ways you wouldn't expect. And if you approach this idea, that you know exactly what your ideal future looks like and how it will come to you, you're going to miss it. Or you're going to spend all of your money before you can make good on, you know, what divinity, the consciousness, God, whatever, it, you're, you're going to spend all your money before you can make good on those blessings. So, you know, sure, behave, behave this as if you've achieved your goals, but don't forget to live mindfully and be a good steward of the resources you already have and one of the best ways that you can do that is through creating a thorough business plan and having mentors look it over, people you trust look it over. Tell them to ask you questions, tell them to to rip it apart, tell them to, tell them to let you know what you think is good, but tell them tell them to tell you where it's weak. Ask them to share their business plan. But this is one of the best things you can do because And of course, I did not look up the number, but we have an episode on maximizing your creativity. Check out that episode because when one of the the first part of the creative process is information, you gather information. That's your preparation phase. Right. And then you go into incubation where your unconscious mind collapses and expands the possibilities and potentialities that exist, which then allows you to move into the aha phase where you're like, I, I've got it, I know, I know, and it just comes to you out of nowhere, and then you move into that execution, implementation, manifestation phase, which is phase four. Your business plan sets you up to do this because you're gonna be looking at things and answering questions that you hadn't asked yourself before. So that's all I've got for you today. I know it was a big one. I know it was kind of heavy but we actually made it under time, which I'm like super surprised about. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Hey, I know our episodes have been a bit heavy these last few weeks. So I can accept that maybe I've caused more questions than I've answered. I'd like to invite you to use our new message system to leave us any questions you'd like me to answer in future episodes here on the podcast. The link is in the show notes and it's super easy to do. No downloads needed, just a microphone. So send me your questions and you may hear it addressed in an upcoming podcast episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at defythestatusquo biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.